Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the first, the inaugural, one might say, <laughs> podcast. Um, I know what you guys might be thinking. You're like, what the heck is Lojo and AO doing? We're not in a boat. We're not bank fishing, not pond fishing. We're in my um, man cave yeah, yeah. workshop, uh, metal, giant metal building. Um, you guys have probably seen it on the channel by now. But yeah, we're doing the podcast thing. So here's the deal. Okay. And if you're just joining us, this is I am Lojo. This is obviously Andrew, aka Badge, aka AO Fishing. And we were thinking the other day, you know, there's a lot of podcasts in the world, right? Oh, yeah. Ton of podcasts. But what there is not a ton of is podcasts that specifically talk about and deal with the YouTube fishing world. Correct. In fact, there's none. I mean, you could say the Guggen cast, the yeah. Go you know, the Guggen Squad podcast. I mean, that would be the closest thing to what we're talking about. But even they, like, I don't want to say they're inconsistent, but... They're just busy. They're busy. And I mean, I know because I'm in the Guggen Squad, so I'm well aware that... When we get together in Texas, we don't always have the time or the motivation to sit down for an hour and do a podcast. So if you took, if you remove the Guggencast, there's really no podcasts out there that talk about this stuff. True. So, um, yeah. So, so we, we literally decided the last minute we were going to do a podcast. We bought a bunch of equipment. Big shout out to Wes Davis, by the way, who is really the man behind the magic of the Guggen Squad. He does all the cinematography, the editing, and he, I called him and he was, he walked me through what we needed to do a podcast. That's how like spur of the moment this was, but it's okay. Cause I know exactly, I know this is going to go well, this is going to go well. So, uh, yeah. So dude, I, I am stoked. I know you're excited. I'm, I'm amped. This is we, me and Lojo are avid podcast. We are. We indulge. Enthusiasts. And me and Lojo, like typically a cameraman and a YouTuber don't really have the relationship that we have. So I've always, always been pumped to collab with you on yeah. a bro level. Yeah, for sure. We definitely, so, we definitely get along well. Yeah. I think a lot of people, well, people know. People that watch yeah. my channel, they see the dynamic that we have and we actually get along, which is nice because I've known a lot of people, YouTuber and cameraman combos that really didn't get along. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we know because people break up all the time right, and they right. just leave each other. You guys probably know who we're talking. There's quite a few out there um, <laughs> that recent last couple of years, cameramen, YouTube combos that went their separate ways in the fishing world. Right. So hopefully we're not going to do that. No, we're not. We're, well, not. we're doing podcasts together now, so we can't break yeah. up now. This is kind of like an engagement. Big time. This is a commitment. You see all this stuff? Well, they can't see it because we've got it hidden. Right. We've got like some strategically placed laptop and Guggen Squad tackle box. It's really just covering like the massive amounts of wires that we've got going on. Mountain, Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah. So this, this episode's not sponsored by Mountain Dew. Um, Freaking A. I don't know what... Mountain Dew's out there sponsoring fishing videos. I see it all the time. They're sponsoring content on Instagram. Have not heard a word from them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not talking smack Mountain Dew. I'm just saying, like, we drink Diet Dew all the freaking time. Right. For Me sure. and you pound Diet Dew. Like more than healthy people should. Yeah. We pound it. Right. That's our water, basically. <laughs> but where are the sponsorship dollars? Not here. Yeah. So, anyways, that will be a topic for another podcast, I'm sure, is the sponsors that we don't have right. on the show. Yeah. Which is what makes this podcast hopefully just so lit and just savage and just all around raw. Yeah. Because we're not sponsored. 
this is going to be, I hope that this turns into just an honest conversation about what's going on in the YouTube fishing community. That would be my goal of this podcast. It's really just me and you taking our conversations that we have when we're like driving an hour to the lake about whatever topic. And we're just taking that conversation that would normally be behind closed doors in private and then, excuse me, broadcasting it out to the world to see. So that's it. Things could get kind of crazy in here. Yeah. You got to be careful. Or maybe not. Well, we're going to try to do this without editing, but who knows? We may need to edit some things when it's all said and done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, what should, should we just dive right in here or what are we talking about today? Dude. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm badge. Cause I look like a meth head from a TV show. <laughs> okay. Breaking bad badger. Just, just Google breaking bad badger. Yeah. And you tell me if I'm wrong or just Google meth head. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But, um, but yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a small YouTuber and working for Lojo. Lojo has been in the Guggen squad for nearly a year, like actually in the squad. Have you been working for them longer than that? Yeah, that's, I'm going to have to like do some math on that because I joined in like May, Yeah, but I was working with them. Right. They're working with them for years. So dude, everybody in fishing that's 15 and below, you're living their dream. That's probably true. Their dream. So, I'm, I mean, what can I say? Definitely the dream here. I mean, we get to fish and make YouTube videos for a living. Yeah. Just saying that out loud is uh, kind of weird. Very weird. But yeah, been in the Guggen Squad, in the Guggen Squad for a year. Yeah. I mean, I came on this year like official, official. Right. But I wasn't actually announced until May because that's just, you know, that's how we do things. Yeah. A little incognito. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like I was in the squad, but I wasn't in the squad. I was right. coming to Guggen Weeks, and people were like, oh, what's the deal with this Lojo guy? Um, yeah. Did you see the video where they announced me? Dude. Guggen squad? When you came out of the truck in the kayak. <laughs> in the kayak. Yeah, they were asking me about that. They were like, do you want to do that? And I was just like, I don't care. I don't think you're allowed to say no when right. you're like getting initiated into something like that. I don't right. think you can literally be like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. You kind of just say, okay. Yeah. And it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought that I thought that was going to be really painful. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, I uh, one of my initiations into the squad was getting ejected out of the back of an open pickup truck while I was sitting in a kayak. So it wasn't that bad. No pain? No. I thought I, maybe I was just exhilarated or excited. But right. no, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It, it was fine. It was completely fine. How fast? How fast? I mean, the guy was going in reverse like 15, 20 miles an hour and then slams on the brakes. <laughs> So that's, I probably got fast. ejected at like 10 miles an hour or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but in a kayak on pavement, that's pretty fast. Yeah. Hard plastic? Like yeah. Tailbone? What? I don't even I think I had that kayak, by the way. Really? I think that's one of the ones that's floating in my pond right now. Wow. Not being used. <laughs> just full of rain. Yeah, just pond, pond scum all over it. Um, yeah, so initiation was in May. So how was that? Just like you see these guys on YouTube. They're they're the top tier making mm. all the money. You show up, this new bearded fisherman challenge guy. Yeah, around a bunch of young guys. I mean, a completely different background. You show up. How is that? It was. I mean, there was definitely an adjustment period. Yeah. But luckily, I had been coming to Guggen Weeks for like a year before I got 
into the squad. So yeah. I'd been to like two or three Guggen Weeks and got a chance to hang around the guy. I mean, I knew the guys for a few years. Right. Not on like a mega personal level, but I had been around them. I'd gone to tournaments for MTB. Yeah. And had so I'd seen him, I'd met him, I'd seen him at a, like a trade show or two, and they knew me. I think Rob had, had kind of knew me because I was a military guy, and through MTB. But I mean, being around the guys, I mean, it was it was honestly it wasn't it was pretty seamless. I mean, the guys are cool. I mean, anybody that's been around them, I know they get a ton of hate, and we're gonna dive into all that kind of stuff later on. Uh, they get a ton of hate, and I just don't get it, man. Yeah. I just don't understand them because if you know them on a personal level, which obviously a lot of people don't. Right. Most people won't get to know them on a personal level. But, I mean, they're cool, man. They never treated me a certain way because I was a smaller creator. Can I get out of this kayak yet? Nope. They never treated me like crap. Three... Salads? No, 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 no. That is not what we are wanting. You know, they never, like, didn't give me an opportunity because I was so much smaller than them. Yeah. So, I mean, I had nothing but good, pleasant experiences, honestly. Yeah. I mean. Hey, I've got the food. Can I get out now? How long do we have to go? I, I wish I had more juicy. Maybe I do have more juicy details, but <laughs> not right now. But I, it was pretty seamless, man. I mean, you've, uh. Have you spent any time around the Guggen Squad yet? I the one time I did, we went out to like a dinner after the the uh, the classic, the classic in right. Birmingham this year. Right, and you know I was kind of the new guy. Also, nobody had met me before. I yeah. barged into a back room. They <laughs> <laughs> just stared at me. Well, bro. you were looking for me. Yeah, and I I kind of looked young. My face was shaven, so they were like, "Dude, another fan." They'd been doing a meet and greet. <laughs> and it looked like I came in there, and they were like, why is this fan back here? I'm like, like excuse me, sir. I'm going to need you to step back out. <laughs> no, a security guard said that. I was like, dude, I'm wearing a camera bag, and I got a camera. I'm filming for Lojo. Yeah. And they were like, he looked at me so weird, and he was like, all right, come back. But, but yeah, I mean, they were super chill. Yeah. I mean, they'd been the, And they weren't all there. They were. Yeah. Mike, one rod, was there. Right. Perrick was there. Yeah. And Rackley. Rackley. That was it? Yeah. And they were they were super nice. Well, those are definitely yeah. the... Well, I mean, they're all chill, but, you know... AP one, gets the most hate, but I will yeah. say... He's chill. He was the one guy that was like, good to meet you, bro. Yeah, he's just like, he's chill. Yeah. I mean, he does get a ton of hate. Yeah. And I mean, some of it might be deserved. Right. But, I mean, we've all done stupid things or said stupid things or... Oh, yeah. We've all deserved hate at one time or another, but he's, I mean, he's chill, man. Yeah. Mike, cool. super chill. Super chill guy. Yeah. And Rackley, super chill. I think that's probably the most chill bunch you could right. assemble. Right. You know, throw me in there. I'm pretty chill too. So, funny, funny thing about the classic in Birmingham this year, and you and I did go. We filmed some videos. Um, when they were doing, the three of them, the Guggen Squad, were doing like a signing or a fan meet and greet. And they were signing stuff for like MTB at their booth, the Catchco booth. And I got there. This is before I'd been inducted into the squad by the way, like officially. This is back before I knew I was even going to be inducted in the squad. I don't know how I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. So when I got there and I walked up, I was just like, hey, what's up, boys? And they were like, hey, Lojo, come on up here. And so they brought me up there to do like the meet and greet and sign stuff with them. So I was like signing all this Guggen Squad merch and stuff, like right alongside Rackley, One Rod, Perrick. And I was just like, what the heck? This is kind of weird. Yeah. Because they already knew 
that I was joining the squad and right. I didn't know yet. Right. How embarrassing is that? I remember that vividly because yeah. you were always, you were like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be in the squad. I don't yeah. know if I'm just going to be some sort of affiliate. Yeah. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, old Kendrick just dropped the ball on that one, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't even tell you, Hey, you're going to be in the squad. They were well, like, Hey, your initiation video. We've been thinking about yeah. it. They, they kept saying that. They kept saying, we need to really film your, your video, like join the squad. I'm just like, yeah, we do. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. I'm just, cause I just didn't know. I mean, Kendrick, everybody was like super pumped to have me on working with them, but I don't think anybody ever said in plain black and white, you know, you're going to be the next Guggen squad member. I just didn't know. So like that day I was just like, man, I don't know what the freak is going on because, and even one kid, we were like, we were asking kids different questions when they come up. So we were like, you know, who's your favorite Guggen squad member? You know, who's yeah. your PB largemouth? But you know, just whatever, just random, yeah. just something engaged with, with our fans, you know? And one kid, somebody asked, who's your favorite Guggen squad member? And he was like, Lojo. I was like, oh snap, I'm not even in the Guggen squad. And you said I was your favorite <laughs> member. But, and then the guys were just like laughing, but they probably, you know, they're like, well, yeah, but you are going to be in the Guggen squad. And it was just, yeah. it was really awkward. I mean, looking back now, it seems really embarrassing. I didn't even know right. that I was going to be in the squad. Had no idea until like maybe a month or right. a few weeks before we filmed the video in May. What's, what's crazy is these guys are doing such big things and like for us, when I say us, for me, what's big to me is small to you. What's big to yeah. you, small to them, not all of them. Right. Like, yeah. I know what you're saying. At that point in time. So they probably weren't even like sweating. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Saying? They, they, they weren't thinking nothing about it. They thought yeah. I, I knew what was going on and yeah. yeah, it was, it was just weird, man. Kind of weird, kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that everything worked out the way it did. Yeah. Because here we sit right. with some fire ass Guggen Squad ta tackle boxes. <laughs> Indestructible. <laughs> Indestructible tackle mm. boxes. Just yeah. hiding our microphone wires. Yeah. This has got to be the most professional looking set that was thrown together in 20 minutes of all time. I think so. For a fact. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying this this set right here, this is some pretty high-tech stuff. If you guys could see what's going on back here, there's some some crazy, crazy stuff, but with uh, camera angles and hiding lighting tricks, you know, you can make anything look professional. <laughs> so you are a Guggen affiliate now. Right, right. So educate somebody like me who you could kind of say I was like the first Guggen affiliate ever okay. in, a, in a way yeah. because I was, I was, I think I was the first creator that was using Guggen baits exclusively. Right. I think I was a... I could be completely wrong about it. I, you know, I'm not trying to sound cool. I'm just like, I think I was the first creator that was doing that kind of stuff, like right. working with them, but not in the squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now there's like a whole Guggen affiliate program yeah. where there's actually like bringing in younger or smaller creators, exactly. like up and coming creators like you. Right. Talk, talk us through what that is, because I don't even know what the process, like so, what, what does it mean? So first of all, shout out to Lojo. Got me the hookup. Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> got me the hookup. Got me in with uh, Matty B. Can I say his name? Is that cool? Bergenson. Or yeah. it could be Borgenson. God, I probably just butchered his name. Yeah. Shout Matty out. B is what we call him. Yeah. Matty and B. he's a freaking beast. He is. He uh, gave a young boy a chance. Basically, the affiliate program, now, I don't want to say too much because I might be completely wrong. But Oh, it's, man. We, neither one of us know what it is. So in my head... It's like, all right, look, 
you show potential, but we're not going to be in a place, you know, you, you're not there yet, but we want to see what you can do. So they bring you on and everything you can mel- everything you can sell, move product, make conversions is mm-hmm. the name of the game. And if you do well, I mean, if you sell anything, you get 10% back, but it's kind of, it's kind of like nice. if, uh, if you go out for the basketball team and you want to start, mm-hmm. but you've never played before, you got to work your way up the C team, the B team, the A team. And okay. I'm, I'm kind of like a water boy right now. So it's like a tryout type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Not not for the squad. A, a tryout for... No, well, yeah, yeah. Just a tryout for whatever. Yeah. Like, just trying to see what I'm going to be. Well, what are you going to be? Well, I, I hope I'm right beside <laughs> you one day. You're right beside me right now, man. Yeah. What do you mean? In the squad, <laughs> I know. But that just, I mean, I'm, I have 28,000 subs. So. Well, here's the thing. I think, I think that, now I could be wrong. We're just, right. neither one of us just know anything. Yeah. We're just completely speculating out of nowhere. Yeah. I think the Goog, the Guggen affiliate program is, it's almost like a, uh, like, a, like an internship. Yeah. I could so say that, yeah. that being the end goal. Right. Is that you would join the squad eventually? Yeah, but not everybody's gonna make it. But you know what you, I mean? When when Lojo, when you became an affiliate, you said you were a type of affiliate. You were not on the the Waterboy C team. No, like no, I am. Yeah. You came on. You had yeah, hundred and fifty thousand subs. You were wreaking havoc on the lose team. Goons yeah, like look at this bearded man. Right. We need him. So you got a little bit sweeter deal than me and. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true, and 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 on and actually, I was working with Guggen even before I had 150k. I was I was using Guggen baits when I had like 70. Oh snap! Or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So while you were a lose, you were still doing Guggen baits. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. No, it was actually a lot. That's a big. I'm glad you said that. That's a big misconception about my history. Is I didn't really jump ship from lose to Guggen. I was already working with both. Oh. It was just Guggen baits, and then like lose rods and reels. But then I became full Guggen because I knew we were going to be making our own rods and going down that road. So, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. But I was already working with Guggen and Luz. Right. Really, like, tight with both of them. (laughs) Your comment section did not not think that at first. No, no. And it's always, you know, it's always tough. There's always a a small group of people who just hate the Guggen squad, you know? I mean, to this day, I, I don't get it. I right. don't get it. I didn't get it three years ago, four years ago, when the Guggen Squad first formed. I did not understand what the big deal was, why there was hate surrounding these guys who were literally just YouTubers. They weren't hurting anybody. They weren't, like, ripping anybody off. They were just doing what they were already doing as a team. There's, you, know? you know in the industry of fishing – that there is huge amounts of hate for people that make money that don't do teaching videos. Yeah. You know, or are not pro anglers. Right. The fact that you're not an elite. <laughs> COVID. COVID. <laughs> We're good. The fact that you're not an elite pro, you haven't fished for 20 years, won a bass boat, yeah. and you're making more yeah, more money, and, and not even that, but just more relevant in general. Yeah, you're making more money. Kids are more entertained by you. They're, yeah. You're bringing more kids to the sport. People were not happy with that. No, and I think that was the number one thing 
that it was a take people off. Big time culture shock to people. Yeah. Fishing is such an old man sport. I don't mean that disparagingly against like old an old man. I just mean that it was a sport rooted in history, and it was all about like you just said, being an elite pro or right. you tournament angler. You know, but quote unquote weekend anglers like us, yeah. we were never taken seriously in any type of fishing situation which we, we should have which is fine because we shouldn't be i've said that <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times in videos i have said i'm not a pro angler i'm not even like a super informed angler i'm just a guy who loves to fish so i fish all the time so i probably do know a thing or two about fishing because you have to when you fish as much as i do but i've always said that in like tip videos or whatever i'm always like look take what i say with a grain of salt like yeah. don't base your entire fishing strategy off of what i say because i'm just a guy I've probably said that phrase a hundred times and yeah. I still get people that are just like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, bro, I know I'm, t I'm telling you that straight up. I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, you choose the uh, public eye as your, as your job. You're going to have some people that they just don't uh, get it. You, had, you said something <laughs> that made me think of something else. So an elite pro, you know where I'm going with this? Oh God. <laughs> Why don't you tell the people at home, see, because you, you've got a really close relationship with your dad like I do with my dad. And I know a lot of times our dads is kind of what passed down the fishing knowledge. Right. Not really so much with me and my dad because my dad really didn't. He fished, but not like that. You know, it wasn't like a hardcore bass angler or anything like that. But from what I understand, like you and your dad got, you know, you guys are, you fish a lot together, stuff like that. What, like growing up. I, all I did was fish. That's because my dad taught me everything I know about bass fishing. So you know that. We we fished, you know, local tournaments together. He's got a bass boat. We went out on the water. We went out on ponds. Like, fishing was the connection I had with my dad, fishing and sports. So um, <laughs> for some reason, I, I don't know why, dude. My dad doesn't think I can fish. <laughs> My dad doesn't think I can fish. Why do you say that, though? But, all right. This past week. Okay? Yeah. You, you're at Guggen Week. Oh! Nice. I knew it was going to fall. I was just waiting to see who yeah. it was going to be. It was me. I talked with my hands there. But yeah. you were at Guggen Week. Okay? Okay. So I have the entire week to myself. Mm -hmm. My plan, I'm going to film every day. I'm going to make some bangers and join the squad. Nice. I'm just kidding. Just one week, just bam, right in there. <laughs> Five videos. It's a hell of a plan. No, I, I wanted to get some good content, get ahead, get ready for this Christmas. You know, podcast was in the air. I was like, mm -hmm. this could happen. So I fished eight hours a day, four days. I caught two fish. God. I caught two fish. Okay, so he may have a point. Well, dad. I will say. I fish stupid places. I was trying to do like the fishing at a weird location. Mm. And so crucial I, mistake. Right. I, I'm complaining to my dad. I'm hit my dad up. I'm like, look, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how to fish, dad. This is BS. <laughs> Can't catch a freaking fish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he, he takes it literal. He's like, crap, my son. He's a failure. He wants to be. <laughs> he wants to be in the goo squad. He can't catch bass. Oh, shoot. Okay. So, all right, I end up fishing my butt off the rest of the week. Caught a five-pound, 11, 11 ounce on the that Guggen you brought Center. to me. Yeah, it's in your pond. I don't know now. if you guys have seen that yet or not. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what that yeah. when that's going to come out like chronologically with this. But yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, he brings me a fat Sally here soon. A fatty. Yeah, 
but I did it. I, I did it. I kept my head down, went out. Fished. You grinded it out. Right. Sent a picture to my dad. I'm like, hey, man, I made it in life. <laughs> the next day, I start getting emails, text, voicemails from men of the community. Oh, community men. Yeah, like local fishermen. Okay. One of those being Kyle Wilcher. He's an elite pro angler. Oh, shoot. Like a literal elite pro. What, what tournament trail is that even? I don't even know anything about tournament trails now. What is elite pro? Is that like the, the classic? Did he fish in the classic? Like the BASS? Yeah, I don't know. Elite. Yeah, that might be actually. Long, long story. Somebody's correcting us. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he texts. We're, we're filming. Yeah, How this many happened times yesterday. How do you think he texts me? 20 times? It was a lot. It was 20. It was a it lot. It was 20. <laughs> it was all go fish with Kyle Welcher. He was like, do you want to go fish with Kyle Welcher? I was like, I mean, we're kind of slammed right now. I'm good. How does your dad know Kyle Welcher, though? Like, how did this whole thing, how did he even? All the men, all the men in my city that fish, all the fishermen, fish these local tournaments yep. on West Point Lake. It's okay. one of the crappiest lakes in the U.S. Yes. You terrible. proved it to me one day this it, summer. It's cheap. It was man. horrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's bad. So Kyle Watcher lives near the area, fishes the lake all the time, and all the men just kind of. Oh, he's a local. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was like super local. They just, it's just like he. To them, so to them, with this is kind of all goes back to what we we're talking about. How fishing is like an old man sport. So they all look at him. Yeah. Like really young kids look at the Guggen Squad. Right. You know what I mean? That, like which is like crazy. An elite pro yeah. angler to an older guy who's into bass fishing. That's like the end-all, be-all, the celebrity, right. you know, the guy that's on the tournament trail, then the Guggen Squad are just guys that are freaking around. Yeah. But younger, the younger demographic who's just getting into bass fishing, they love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it, it's one of those things, it was like a disconnect. Because don't get me wrong, Kyle Welcher is a stick. Yeah, he's probably, he probably kills it. He could probably fish both of us into the ground. I mean, right. so no doubt about that. But so your dad's like trying to help. But what he doesn't maybe understand is that being a pro really doesn't really doesn't translate, you know, to what we do. Like it might be good for a video, but it really yeah. doesn't matter to us because we're not trying to be pro anglers anyways. Right. Yeah. It's the first time my dad offered to be a cameraman too. Like, I'll be a cameraman. I'll hold your I'll hold your baits for you. So basically just, your dad just wanted to go fish with this guy. Yeah. But he was using you as kind of an intermediary. Yeah. Wow. Which is cool. I'm still yeah, I mean, with him. Yeah, exactly. Shout out, you, shout out to Kyle. And you should. Yeah, if Kyle hears about this, main man AO is going to fish with you soon. I don't blame you, man. It might be fun. So, yeah, Kyle Welcher's cool, but here's what here's what the people at home want to know, Lojo. I'm, I'm curious what these guys are like off camera. Guggen Squad. Yeah, you said they were chill. Yeah, they're chill. Big time. Curious if uh, is there any juicy stories. That you want to share right now? Well, there's some juicy stories that cannot be shared right, for obvious reasons. Right. But uh, maybe one day. Maybe when this podcast grows to be like billions of followers. Yeah. It's like everybody in the world subscribes. Right. Certain people get fired from right. the Guggen Squad. Yeah. People just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Once people start leaving the Guggen Squad, which eventually, who knows? I don't know. Not saying anybody's going to leave the Guggen Squad. I'm just saying. If people were to leave the Guggen Squad, maybe we could talk more freely about people. Right. Wow, this is just going off the rails. Yeah. But it's okay. I feel really so, awkward. <laughs> I feel really strange right now. I mean, there's really, 
you know, there's really, it's like anything. It's like any group dynamic ever, right? Uh-huh. Baseball team, you know, Guggen squad, work colleagues. There's going to be a common goal, common interest, right? Like right. that's what drives the group. And it, the Guggen squad is no different. I mean, there's a common goal, which is the brand, our brand, Guggen, right? And we all are creators, and we create things that we think help further the brand in one way or another, right? But now within that group, within that common goal, you're going to have issues from time to time, you know? So, bro, <laughs> what? I've, I've seen some Guggen Squad videos. Yeah. Are John and AP, like when they go back and forth, for instance... When John breaks okay. AP's ankle. <laughs> yeah. You all right? You're I mean, right. what's up? No, you just 100% real, authentic. Really? Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I was there when he, when he broke his foot. It's not, like a, it's not like a, hey, roll the camera. We're going to. No. No, not at all. I think, and this is just my opinion, of course. I don't know for sure. I think I think John and Peric are actually really good friends. Yeah. I just think that they're more like brothers. Tough love. Yeah. yeah. So if you have brothers, I don't have a brother, but I have guys that I grew up with like brothers. Right. And what do brothers do? They fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. They argue. They fight. They have disagreements. Sometimes physical in nature. Sure. But I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything unusual about it. Like I've never seen anything in their relationship that I would deem unhealthy. Yeah. It was just like two guys that cared about each other, but they also talk a lot of smack and they freaking punch each other on occasion. That wasn't good for me. No, 100 percent Dude, are you serious? I'm gonna beat the living out of you right now. This brings up something else that I'm kind of curious about. So I don't know how many of you have seen Lojo off camera. Big guy. Yeah. Deadlifter. Dropping tons of weight, lifting tons of weight. Right. Tatted up. Tatted up. How is it now? Like, do they talk trash to you? Yeah, I think so. Some. I think, and I told you this after I got back from this Guggen week. I said, what did I say? I was like, this is the most comfortable I felt uh, around the guys. Not because I ever felt uncomfortable, but you know this as well as anybody. When, When you're a smaller creator trying to film with big creators... It's just hard sometimes. It's hard to know where you fit in, right? In the video, in the creative process. It's really hard to figure out how to be involved in the video, how to be involved in everything, but without being like you're overstepping your bounds. Yeah. So that's how I was. I was no different. When I came came to my first Guggen week, it was when Guggen HQ was opening, which was not this last summer, but the summer before that. Yeah. And I only had 125, 140... Okay, right. Or something like that, but not, you know, big creator, but in, on the level of Guggen Squad, not really that big at all. Yeah. So, and then Jigga Jordan was there. Yappy was there. Yeah. Uh, Paul Cafaro was there. So, these are major creators. Right. Millions of subs. Millions. So, you know, of course, me, I was, I just tried to fit in. I mean, it's the best thing you can do is just be yourself, act natural, and fit in. And I think I did, but the guys, you know, I don't think they knew me that well back then and like you said maybe they could have been a little intimidated by me yeah 
you know, by this big guy with a beard and tattoos and army infantry and this and that. They could have been intimidated by me. Dude, the first time I met you. Yeah. I was I was like, it's a big guy. When when did we first meet? Was that that was two summers ago too, right? Yeah. So it was probably yeah. around the same time of what I was just talking about. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Met so you, you walked outside of your house in a tank top. That's right. Just ripped. Like <laughs> you were in the gym at that moment. <clears throat> we were waiting for uh kicking their bass TV and fishing right. with Norm to pull right. up. Yeah. Dude, right. and talk about being a small creator amongst yeah. bigger I, I hadn't even started my fishing channel then. That was so that for you, that was like when I first went to film with the Guggen Squad. Yeah. 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 So I mean, sure. how did you deal with it? Well, I tried to say a couple jokes. I remember they flopped hard. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Said a couple jokes, just complete quiet. Y'all were super nice, but yeah. I just it felt awkward. And y'all didn't seem very tight. That's well, and we we kind of I mean we we kind of were me and Norm we were we were tight. Yeah. But Noah, we we didn't really know Noah that well at that right. time. We were right. just trying to do something, but we weren't that tight. Yeah. But. I mean, y'all were cool, though. Yeah. Y'all were cool. There was no, like, your scrub. Like, all three of y'all. Yeah, Noah, I don't think anybody Norm. treated you like bad. No. <clears throat> because you were small. But that that's so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, then. for sure. It's just sure. you're trying to figure out how to fit in without overextending yourself. So that's John and AP. Just yeah. goofing around, making, making never-stop tours left and right. Yeah, <laughs> never stop tours. We're talking about doing one of those, by the way. Yeah, me yeah. and you never quit tour. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna rip off the name completely and just change it <laughs> just a little bit. We'll pitch that to Catchco here soon. Yeah. We'll just uh, yeah. never quit tour. Never quit. Tour. <laughs> Has nothing to do with never stop tour. <laughs> I've never even seen that. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, big shout out to John and AP, um, two of the OG members of the Guggen Squad. Yeah, the who, original. Yeah. So, you know who's, I feel like, the most discussed guy in the Guggen Squad? Who? Ah, we oh. missed both times! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! That's how you do a Guggen Squad! Just seems like Lunkers goes hard, man. I think, <coughs> sorry, I'm battling my third <coughs> round of COVID right now. Nice. Not yeah. really. Um, I think it may be what you're trying to say. I know, I know a word that I really like to describe Lunkers is polarizing. Yeah. The most polarizing. Because what polarizing to me means is like you're, 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 well dis- you're very much discussed, like what you're saying. People talk about you a lot. Right. So you're like you're very much in the public eye. Yeah. And like not everybody agrees with you. Like that's what polarizing is. Like yeah. polarizing is you get people talking. You know what I mean? I mean you're wearing yeah. his merch NFG, right now. baby. What's up? I love the NFG merch, man. Honestly, I love the brand. I love what Rob stands for, and uh, he lives so it out. He lives it out. Yeah. So he's he's an individual in every sense of that word. An individual meaning not really influenced by anybody else. Yeah. Not really caring what anybody else says or thinks or does. Yeah. He's just does what he wants. I feel like he could be the most hated Guggen, but it's also very, you know possibly. It's possible. But We'd have to do like most, a poll. Yeah. We need to do a poll one day. I feel like his fans, though, are just like die hard. Yeah. Like. I think Perrick would be give a run 
for the most hated Guggen. And, yeah, and I, sure. and the, I love Perrick and Rob. So that's, that's not yeah. me. I'm just, I think that that, they would probably be between those two. Right. And one rod might sneak into that conversation. Yeah. Cause some people don't like one rod and I have no idea why. Well, He's mean, like the nicest guy ever. Nobody, <laughs> a lot of people don't like all of the Guggen. Well, so. that's true. That's a good yeah. point. But I mean, like, if you had to rank right. Guggen members from most liked to most disliked, the bottom three, if I had to guess, and like removing myself from the conversation because I am myself, but I would think the bottom three would probably be between Rob, Perrick, and One Rod. No. That's just no. me. I mean, I, I have no idea. Most liked Guggen, who do you think? Flair, probably? Yeah. People love freaking Flair. Flair. They love him. Love him. Flair. Hell, I love him. John. John, John seems. Big time John guy. He just seems chill in all his vids. Yeah. So. And he's like living out the fishing life. Yeah. To its, to its fullest. You know, Flair yeah. is kind of doing the, the farm thing. Right. Which is amazing that he's done that. He's just killing it, dude. But he, is, he has kind of removed himself from the fishing. Like fishing being the focal point of his right. world. Right. Which, I mean, hey, more power to you. I yeah. mean. He's exploring a different life path. But John has been so consistent down the fishing path yeah. for, what, like eight years? I don't even know like how long he's been doing YouTube videos. <laughs> but it has to be six, seven-plus years. But I will say this. Whenever you joined the Guggen Squad, seemed like Lunkers was the guy for you. Like he seemed what like you mean? he just seemed like the guy that – reached out to you the most I, I could be wrong no no i think i think in the very beginning and when i say beginning i mean like i had ten thousand subs yeah with the first time kendrick the matt kendrick manager matt ever reached out to me it was after rob had messaged me on instagram really and he was like hey man he's like this guy named matt is going to reach out to you you should listen to what he has to say because even back then like this was way before well i don't know they they could have seen me coming up into the guggen squad back then Damn. i don't know they could have been already like playing 3D chess, like in the future, yeah. and just been like, yeah, this guy's gonna be the next Guggen Squad member. They could have seen that in me. I have no idea, yeah. but they definitely identified me as somebody really early on yeah. that they wanted to help. I guess I don't even know if groom's the right word, yeah. but somebody that they wanted to help along and just kind of keep an eye on me. You know what I mean? Because they maybe thought that I was gonna do what good. you did. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, good call, <laughs> Manager Matt and Rob. You guys uh, really kicked ass on that one. But I think me and Rob. <clears throat> we probably have we have a lot of things in common. I mean, obviously the military thing. No. I mean, none of the other guys have military backgrounds. And we were like infantry, army. We were deployed to Afghanistan at around the same time, which I always thought was a cool thing with me and Rob. Uh, we could have we've, – we've tracked this down to – we think we could have been in the same place of Afghanistan at the same time. Now, we never met. We know that for sure. But we could have easily crossed paths. That's crazy. Like, we could have been within the same province. That's well, we insane. definitely, like, as, a, as each other. Uh, which is really cool to think of, you yeah. know, that we could have been there. But That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I don't, I don't know if we could ever verify that or not. But we've talked about it enough where I know that we've both been there at the same time. Yeah, who have we not talked about? Lake Four guy. Yeah, yeah. Rackley. I mean, he's the, he's the, he's the goat. He's the, yeah. he's the fisherman of the group. Right. If you're going to go fish a tournament and you pick a Guggen Squad member, right. Lake Fork guy's getting picked. Yeah. 99 times out of 100. And if you don't stick. pick him, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to lose the tournament. <laughs> I mean, the guy just catches fish. Did he fish the tour? Did he fish? He pro? fished a tour. Yeah. Well, he fished, 
he was he was a not a pro in college. He but he fished the college tournament or whatever. Okay, the, so he's like on the NCAA. college bass team. Yeah, because he went to like Texas A and M. He was on the bass team. And I think he was on the pro tour for a few years afterwards. I don't know what pro tour because there's so many pro tours. I don't even know. Yeah, like especially back then there was like like what FLW bass. Yeah, maybe there was only a couple. I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> I almost slipped up, but yeah, you're good. I don't really know. Uh, he, he fished. He fished a bunch of tournaments. So a guy like that, you know, Texas angler, big <laughs> Texas angler, big Texas lakes. I mean, just a stick, man. Just a stick. Chill is all get out. Completely chill. Right. Just uh, never really seen him get worked up or upset. In fact, the most exciting that I've ever seen him was in Mexico when I broke my PB. Coming to you. She's coming to you. She's coming to you. <laughs> Oh, it's a giant! It's a giant! Oh, oh my god! Oh, let's go! Let's go! Oh my god! How, how much did you have, between us, how much did you have to pay a diver to put that to bass put that on, that on there? <laughs> it was pretty pretty damn expensive. I really? That. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I don't, people are just, haters are very creative these days. Yeah. Yeah. People think that we fake fish catches, apparently. I don't, I don't know how you'd even do that, but... The Mexico trip was, of course, it was incredibly memorable because I broke my PB. It caught a 9-pound, 11-ounce behemoth of a bass. It was huge. It was fat. One of the fattest bass I've ever caught. One, of the, I mean, obviously the biggest bass I've ever caught. But what made that bass so special and that day so special for me in Lake Fork Guy, it was just me and him in the boat with our guide, our Mexican guide. I think his name was Shady. <laughs> That's that what we call it. sound Mexican. Well, no, no. His name was like Chade or something. Like Chade. Uh, but he said, call me Shady. Chade. Yeah. He was like, you white people, just call me Shady because you're going to mess <laughs> up my name. So we called him Shady. Um, big shout out to you, Shady, if you're listening. And so that trip was a grind. People think of Mexico like you just go to Mexico and everybody just catches trophies, right? No. <clears throat> well, this particular trip... That's not how it went. I mean, it was a grind. It was a grind. I think the biggest bass caught each day was like a five or a six. Right. And there was only like a couple of those caught. And that's we, with how many? Eight that anglers? Eight, that's with like, yeah, eight. Well, that's like eight boats with Fishing like two hard. anglers. Because we had the Guggen Squad. We had Manager Matt. We had... Catchco people. So, like, Ross was there. Oh, for real? He was fishing? Yeah. Another guy named Matt who works for Catchco was there. So, we had like probably 12, 13, 14 anglers. Dang. On however many boats, seven seven boats, two, three people a boat. And we just weren't catching them like that, you know? So the one that I caught was just really rare for that trip. I mean, it right. was, I guess the weather wasn't quite right. It was just a tad bit early still. Yeah. Like to, to not be the perfect time to go to Mexico. And uh, so if I had not caught that bass, the biggest bass that would have been caught was like a six and a half pounder. And you don't go to Mexico for that. No. You know what I mean? Like you could go to any pond in Florida right. and catch a six. I mean, heck, I fished the hooch in mid-Georgia. And you caught a six. Caught a six. And brought it to my house. Brought it straight it to you. my pond. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but so we caught that 9-11. Huge fish. It was awesome. Me and Lake Fork guy were so excited. That was the most exciting I've ever seen him. I mean, he was hyped. He was so hyped. And we were fishing like a competition against like Runkers TV and Senor Bass Fishing too, which, we, of course, we just crushed him because we had a 9-11 and then a bunch of like threes and stuff. So... But um, then later on that day, we drove our boat into a tilapia net <laughs> and just got the net just wrapped around the prop for days. So Rackley had to jump in the damn water 
and we didn't have a knife knife. We had like a little pocket knife, like with a blade like that. And he's just out there sawing the net off the prop. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good, pretty good time. But other than that, I don't think like the second biggest fish I caught in that, on that trip was like a four. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like one of those trips that you think of. In fact, I'd really rather never go back to Mexico again. <laughs> if we're being completely like dead honest, which we promised we were going to do on this podcast, I'd rather never go to Mexico again to bass fish. Texas has some lakes that are just loaded. Take me to Texas or California. If, you, yeah. if I'm going to get on a plane, I'll go to Clear Lake or something. Or, swim baits. Or like the Delta, California Delta. Throw some swim baits around. Or we could go to, you know, Lake Toho. In Florida, St. John River, the Kissimmee region. I mean, there's so many places that we could go and not have to catch multiple planes right. and drive through, like, cartel-owned <laughs> territory on, like, old buses and stuff mm. on, like, dirt roads with potholes in them for an hour. I mean, it's just it's just not it's not cool, man. Yeah. I mean. Doesn't sound like my cup of tea either. It's I'm not going to lie. Nine-pound, 11 Else. Yeah, I mean, that, I would do that for that. Yeah, fish. that that made it worth it. But that's the thing; like, that was the only big fish caught, really. Like the like the true trophy. Nobody else caught anything close to that. I think Ross maybe caught a seven, or close to a seven, which was his PB because he's from up north. He's a Chicago guy, so to them, a seven pound bass is like a fifteen pound bass for me or you. It's like you just don't see him. But yeah, I'd rather never. Now that I've done it, I've got the experience and. That was like a Guggen tradition for a few years to go to Georgia or freaking Georgia, Mexico. Man, my mind is, woo. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad I got my Mexico experience in. But I'm I'm good. I'm done with that. I'm still fresh meat. Take yeah. me. You'd like to go? Call me Kendrick. Yeah, <laughs> call him Kendrick. Get him <laughs> on the phone. Call me. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you make it a chance. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna go gonna go this year. Every guy I talk to doesn't want to go, so I don't. I, I don't know. With COVID, I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. I don't yeah, know if any big tricks, trip's going to happen with COVID. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so at all. All these countries like have travel restrictions and stuff now. We yeah. talked about going to Hawaii. Because <laughs> you looked at me really crazy when I said Hawaii. I was like, what, bass fishing? Well, not necessarily bass fishing, but they have like, a huge diverse fish population. Right. And not just fishing, but just overall other content that you can do. It's a lot of stuff you can do there. What would you can do? Get in the cage with like great whites and stuff. Oh, dude, I've always wanted to I've, do that. I've been wanting to do that for a hot minute. Yeah. I would do that in a second. I'd be scared, but I would do it. But that's just one thing. I mean, there's so many other things you can do there that you really can't do anywhere else. Right. So, but Hawaii has all these travel restrictions and stuff, so we wouldn't be able to do it. Freaking Sorry. COVID. COVID. I love the way you say that. You always make fun of the way I say COVID. COVID. I don't, I don't it, understand it. It's like you're British for just one word. <laughs> what? Just one word. COVID. It's not. It's not that one. That one. Is. It's like COVID. That is not how I say it. It's a I'm very never... emphasis on the I in there. Like 18 eyes. It's all good. This is what Badger does. He like takes one thing that I say and he makes fun of it until I just develop a, a uh, perplex or plex, whatever you call complex? it. Complex. Yeah, that's what I said. What did you say? A perplex. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't graduate from college, so. I got gotcha. you. Dropped out to pursue your dream, eh? Yeah, dropped out to film you. Man, what a damn career choice. Yeah, it's been great. Is it working out for you so far? Man, look at me. I'm, look at you now, man. I'm look at this freaking podcast set. We're doing big things here, man. Yeah. Like, we've got tackle boxes and <coughs> COVID. Dude, I am just riddled with the COVID. We're about six feet apart, though, so honestly, we're fine. Yeah. 
I mean, no mask, but we've been filming together for two days. So I don't think a mask now is going to matter. No. Yeah. I've already had COVID twice. <clears throat> we've both already had it, I'm pretty sure. Right. And who knows how many times we've given it to each other. So, Lojo, year in, one year. Mm-hmm. Are you happy you did it? Oh, there's no question. Best decision. Well, okay, let me hold on a second. I was about yeah, to say best decision there. of my life, but I was like, nah, that ain't true because marrying my wife was the best decision I ever made. Nice. But, um, yeah, dude, the Guggens, I mean, look, everybody knows I was with Luz, and I had to leave Luz to come on full with Guggen, and 100% the right decision. Yeah. And that's being, that's like with me saying I love Luz. I love the people at Luz. You know this. You know all. Well, you know some of those people and love Lou's, loved working with them, but this was a this was something that I had to do. I mean, it was the right thing to do. I mean Heck. this is this is the brand of the fishing world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just there's a now I'm surrounded with like people that have my exact same thinking, you know, and focus. And I get to <laughs> work podcast. With, yeah, I mean, geez, look at this. Um <laughs> All the stuff that we have is because of Guggen right. resources. And yeah, exactly. Like, we, we were able to call Wes Davis and say, hey, man, what kind of podcast equipment do we need? And he, he literally told me exactly what to get from Best Buy. Like, the, every single piece of equipment to record the audio. I mean, you, I don't know. And that seems like such a simple thing, but it's very true. Like, you just can't get that anywhere else. But, I mean, for for me to take, it's like, it's like you want to take your talents to the next level, right? Like you want to, you want to do things on the biggest possible level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're, I'm not trying to think of like a good analogy, like a good comparison, but well, it's just like your life, man. Yeah. Like when, when I came on for you, you were living in a house, much smaller, driving a smaller truck. Right. With a kayak. Right. That's what we did. And yeah. now, I mean, yeah, look at the building we're in. The like, building, the boat. The, yeah. And it's not just monetary. Like it's not no, even it's not no. even like a monetary thing because you can make money doing whatever, you know, on either you can make money with whatever company or whatever uh bait company or rod company. You can make money, but it's just it's just the the resources and the, the guys. Yeah. I love the guys, man. Yeah. The guys are awesome. I mean, I don't have a bad thing to say about any single guy on Guggen or any staff member of Guggen, you know, the people who run Guggen. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome, you know? And I don't want this, this pod, I don't want this podcast to be like worshiping Guggen hour, but this, this just happens. This first podcast was the topic. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. But you know, uh, I can't think of anything that's not worked out for me yeah. since I joined Guggen. It's been cool. It's been cool because I mean, we're tight. We're super tight now, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, you're my only friend. I <laughs> dropped out of school and <laughs> no, left everybody I know. No pressure so. on me, but I'm I mean, your only friend. Yeah, that's all I have you're, left. Hey, you're my only friend, but well, besides you know the guys, but I don't see them enough to really, right. you know, nobody lives. We're like out here in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. So <laughs> middle of nowhere. We literally are. We're like a thousand miles from anybody. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's freaking awesome. But I've been able to see you grow a ton, man. It's been sick. And your channel's doing good too, man. Don't sell yourself short. I've told you a million times, you're you're definitely on the path to right. be where I am now in like a year or two. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny though because, you know, as we sit here, you've got me. I, I joined Guggen 
and became a full-fledged Guggen member. Now you're a Guggen affiliate. So it's like, like I just took a huge step in my career this year. Yeah. And you're like just now starting your career like this month with Guggen. That's so, awesome. That's exciting. But, but from where you're sitting, you can like now see where where you could get. Yeah. And not a very yeah. long time because, sure. you know, two, I guess two years of really doing this full time, this is where I am now. So it's like you could easily do the same thing. And I guess anybody really could. It's just a matter of a lot of things have to happen, you know, in your favor. That's that's the thing about it. I mean, it's not as easy as just I want to be a YouTuber. You know, there's a lot of crap you got to do before. Yeah. One hundo. One hundo. Anything else to add before we wrap this? Uh, what are we calling this? Lojo After Dark? Is that what we're thinking here? I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to get your name in there, too, but I don't know. Lojo and AO after dark. Yeah. See, then, then it just gets kind of wordy at that point, you know? A little, little weird. See, there's yeah, got to be a way to combine dark. our name in a non-stupid way. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely toy around with this, but, uh, yeah. We're going to wrap things up right now, ladies and gentlemen. So I really hope that the feedback on this is uh, – well, I mean, I, I would appreciate any feedback, whether it's good or not. I'd really like to hear – what you guys think, if you think this is a good idea for us to keep uh, banging out these podcasts. I think we're going to do it <clears throat> regardless, but what I think we're planning on doing is maybe moving these to a standalone channel if it's something that we really, you guys really want to see or listen to or whatever. And uh, this is just, this is a topic that's just not really discussed by anybody. No. There's no YouTube fishing industry podcast. Right. And as you guys are going to see, <clears throat> we're not just going to talk about the Guggen Squad. We're going to talk about literally everything that exists in this industry. Every, like, when scandals happen or when, like, the breaking news happens or when there's, like, hot topics. We're going to discuss everything. And we're going to be as raw and uncut and unfiltered as we can be. Yeah. And and even some behind the scenes, too. And a ton of behind the scenes stuff. Lojo Life. After dark. Exactly. Under the so, covers. Yep. So let us know what you guys think. Comment section. You know, you guys know the deal. Smash the thumbs up button if you enjoyed it. Hopefully you did. And we'll have a new, fresh podcast episode coming at you soon. But until then, Ayo, see you guys later. We're out. <laughs>